evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Myth live stream. Episode number 244, the 11th of January, 2020. In a world gone insane, two men must take to the airwaves of the internet and warn the world of oncoming devastation. Unfortunately, they got Alex Garthon Marsh and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Mainly because we don't remember uh, what the problem was. Darn it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you're probably in trouble. Uh, get your kids, get your stuff, move somewhere high. You're fine. That's right. Stay out of the stay above the water line. Everything will be good. Yep, yep. So I've heard. Subscribe! Raven. Says Raven Slayer. <laughs> Raven Slayer says subscribe. Yes, he does. So how are you today, Mr. Heathen Dog? I'm okay. I'm filled up on uh, pizza and cake. There was a uh, child's birthday party that I attended. That's very I did good. know the child. I did not oh. sneak in this time. I thought you were just hanging out at Chuck E. Cheese and going, Oh, nope. Timmy is going to see you. Then you start, you know. Uh, I, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. And it's been profitable. I can tell so. it. Well, true story. As, as has been told, I didn't have much money growing up. One thing I used to do when I was in junior high is I'd ride my bike to the local showbiz pizza place, right? And then mm -hmm. it's like a Chuck E. Cheese, you know. Video games, yeah, pizza. Yeah. But... They would give you like a special. Woo, thanks, Fraveslayer. They would give you a, like if you bought all you could eat pizza, they gave you like a special styrofoam plate, right? So mm -hmm. what I would do, me and a couple of my friends, we'd just hang out and wait till someone threw one of those plates away, then you grab it real fast, right? Yep. Five no, second rule. Five second rule. You know, not if it's like throwing in the bottom, but you know if it's clean. You grab the plate and then you just walk up to the all you could eat pizza bin. You are eating like a king for free, my yep. friend. All day. All freaking day. And when you're poor, yep. that's amazing. It is true. They, it is there was true. no guards. There was no security. Nope. Just free pizza and dreams. That's what there was. Yeah, I, I never stole food at a at a Chuck E. Cheese type place. But uh, I, I did <laughs> I did uh, knock a 10-year-old out at a Chuck E. Cheese once. Razor <laughs> dropped a dime like Baldahar. There you go. <laughs> There was no. this, uh, there's this, there's this ten-year-old kid that was, that was, he wasn't actually playing the game. Mm -hmm. He was just press, pressing the buttons like kids do, you know. And I said, "Hey, man, I want to play the game." He turned around, he gave me the finger. Are you kidding? I, he was like nine or ten, I was sixteen, and he gave me the finger. I taught him what happens when you do that to a stranger there who's, go. who, who's got two and a half feet and forty pounds on you. <laughs> you get, you get knocked on your ass. <laughs> That's what happened. So he got knocked on his ass, and then this, this was the time. Uh, but before you know this this little brat was everyone's golden child so when he ran to his mom crying told him what happened and she came over here and asked me what happened i told her what happened and then she knocked him on his ass <laughs> that's so, a good mother know. right there it's like, yeah well, you, exactly. you deserve that kid you had it coming pretty much i think so <laughs> see we would just like accidentally bump into kids who had a big handful of tokens and help them pick them up Oh my God! You're like, you're like shameless level, <laughs> poor. I was the artful dodger of of Phoenix, Arizona. I tell you what, man, you got to find a way to get ahead in this one. Hey, making your day, making the world today takes everything you got. All right, just saying. Yeah, I heard that one. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, that's why I'm resourceful to this very day. Yeah. Before you're implicated in any more crimes, let's move on. I'm sure the statute of limitations has run out a long time ago on that. <laughs> Baldahar's proud, oh, Baldahar. Baldahar's Baldahar's proud of me. Baldahar's proud of me. Baldahar's proud of me. Baldahar's proud. 
<laughs> in today's segments, he the dogs, he the dogma. Smack to the back of the head, Garth. <laughs> that is my level of evil. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Raven Slayer. He the dogs, he the dogma. No game, life, colon, zero. Close. No game, no life, zero. There you go. Welcome to Demon School, Aruma-kun. Okay. In Carthos Comic <laughs> Poll, we have the much more reasonably titled Black Cat, number 8, Red Sonja, number 12. I know, it's Sonja, I know. And Symbiote Spider-Man, Alien Reality, number 2. And in the RNG, we're going to talk about imbibing and evoking. I thought you go imbibing and invoking. Oh, man. Well, evoking is the is the damaging part. <laughs> it is, but invoking yeah. rhymes better. That's true. <laughs> and by begin evoking, yes or no? We're going to talk about that. Drinking and tabletop RPGs. Is it a good idea? I don't know. I heard a lot of people talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We'll find out. We're, we will reason it out. And after we talk about it, you will have your definitive opinion. You don't even have to yep. think about it anymore. You'll know. Nope. You'll just ask us and we'll, we'll answer Yet it. Yet another it. service we provide. As well as information, announcements, promotions, and upcoming events. Streaming schedule! Legion Myth Prime! Slash Legion of Myth! That's right, that's twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Heath the Dog, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m., 7 days to die with My Fault and Shares. That is really fun. Hey. Yes, and Monday, the very first thing, Monday at 10, at 10 Central, uh, within 15 minutes, is going to be the uh, Day 42 Horde. So, you know, if you want to tune in, you want to go right to the action, Monday's the day. That sounds good. Uh, speaking of Monday, Monday at 8 p.m. is to be decided. It was Left for Dead 2, but we finished it last Monday. And we have a we have a Discord poll going on right now. And uh, later on after the show, it'll give you the link. And you can see the link later on in the advertising. You'll, you'll see the link Discord. Go to, go to Discord. Go to the Seven Days to Die forum. <laughs> Because it's basically the zombie forum. And uh, go ahead and vote to see out of the four games that are listed to see which ones you want me to play on Monday with with viewers. What are some of the choices up there, if you remember? Uh, one of them is uh, Don't Starve Together. Oh. The other is... Don't, don't Starve... I think Don't Starve Together is winning? Yeah, it's a multiplayer survival game. Yeah, don't, actually, don't start dive together. And Deep Rock Galactic is tied right now. And then we have Looter Kings and Dead by Daylight. You guys are vicious. Looter King, Looter Kings is hard. Yeah, it is. Saturday, wait Thursday at eight thirty p.m. Garth and he the dog are teaming up in Imperial Galactic Survival. Uh, it is the PvP on the private server. Garthon and he the dog, the Legion of Myth versus all of. Our Looter King says Ramsler versus all well, of our Ramsler. Go vote, man. That's right. Go, go vote. vote. Uh, but Garth and Heatherdog are PvPing against everyone else. If you are a subscriber to the Legion of Myth and you have Empyrean, you can get the code. You can be in there. We will PvP against you. We're Heatherdog and Garthon are ahead of the curve and have entered the final phase. That's right. We have actually scored points. We have we have one point. We are on the scoring planet and we have a base that is class two size or higher. We're good. We're already winning. Tiger this, blood, baby. This planet is a hellhole. It, it's 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 bad. <laughs> we the minimum, the minimum temperature at the poles is 107 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So uh, at it's, night, it's death. This whole yeah. planet is death. This was the scoring yeah. planet. So whoever wins gets this planet. 
Yay! Yay. <laughs> and a lifetime supply of marshmallows. That's, that'd make it a little more tolerable, <laughs> I suppose. And Saturday at 8 p.m. is the Anime Comics Games Legion with Livestream. You're here right now with us. We appreciate you. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, we're going to have a good time today. At least one of us will. And that's what makes it all count. There it is. And at 9 p.m. on Sunday, I'm streaming Lunar Silver Star Story. That's been pretty fun so far. Uh, first time playing through this game. Doing it on the PS1. It has been fun for so far. Been getting some good reaction to that. Um, I finally get rid of the dead weight in my party. And we're going to go see some wizards in the sky. That's right. Going up to the spirit in the sky. So we're going to go. Spirit in the sky! Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. That'll be good. So, and Max Leo on the deuce. Legion with two. Max Leo, Wednesday and Friday, 12 p.m. That's noon, kids. Legion of Heroes. Sorry. Legend of Heroes. Trails in the sky. Now, uh, playing on the PC. Doing the first game. It's a great game. Falcom RPG. Uh, that's been going pretty good. And Thursday at 11 a.m., Norris playing Portal Knights with Max. So check that out on Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth 2, The Deuce. And today's giveaway, we're giving away a game. Today's giveaway is Children of the Zodiacs. It is, it a, is a, it's a, it's a card and dice-based tactical, uh, is it RPG as well? Yeah, you could call it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tactical yeah, game. It, it's a tactical game, yeah, yeah. Dice and card tactical game. I've never seen it, anything like it. Uh, looks crazy. Looks fun. It, uh, it looks weird. You will like it. And like I said, well, of course you will like it. It's free. Silver Star <laughs> Story Complete. Garth Hunt Retro Gaming Sunday, 9 p.m. Central slash Legion of Myth. Uh, audience is building every week on that one. Lots of fun. That's a fun game. He the Dog streams Seven Days to Die with My Fault and Sherris, featuring them not dying. Actually, uh, My Fault and I died on the last Horde Night quite a bit. Sherris, not so much. He didn't die at all. You know why? Because he threw he you ran. guys out and shut the door behind he threw him. Threw us under the bus. Under the bus, <laughs> I say. The zombie bus. Master. Well, that's why he lived. Remember, you don't have to be faster yep. than the tiger, kids. You just got to be faster than the guy next to you. Yep. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash YouTube. And Max Leo's Year of the JRPG, The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. He doesn't play JRPGs, but he's actually liking this one. Which is good, because he's playing it for you guys. Wednesdays and Fridays, 12 noon, Central Standard on The Deuce. The Deuce. Legion of Myth 2. Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth 2. No backseat gaming. Casual playthrough. First playthrough. Blind playthrough. That's right. He doesn't know anything. Makes it entertaining when he fails. But he doesn't. He multiplies. He succeeds. He rises above. He crushes his foes before him. And hears the lamentations of their women. Nero and Max Lay are playing Portal Lights. They team up. Thursdays, 11 a.m. Central. Twitch.tv slash Legion of the Two. Be there for that. And as we said before, Heathen on Garth are playing Imperial Glass Survival. PvP, team up versus Twitch subscribers. Bravenslayer knows how it is. Kneecap the guy next to you. Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Central. Legion of Myth. So, yeah, we got our new team up stream. Heathen Dog and Friends need a new team up game to play like we were talking about, but for Mondays. So, go to the Discord server, discord.gg slash xbgvb4w. The 7 Day Side Chat channel. Go yeah. there and vote via emoji for the game you want on next. Dead by Daylight, don't starve together. Let's, uh, Deep Rock Galactic and Looter Kings. Like we said, where's our Looter Kings? Go to Discord, vote for it. Yep. 
before it. And don't forget Gen Con 2020. Come and join us in Indianapolis. Important dates. Badge registration is coming up the 26th of January at 11 a.m. Central. Really? That's a weird time to do it. I know, right? Last time it was, they opened it at midnight. I remember that. Or last time I signed up for it. Hmm. Activity signups. That's when you actually, after you have your ticket, you want to do activities. 17 May 2020. And the best four days in gaming starts 30th July 2020. So join us on our Discord to talk about that because it's coming up. Twitch, YouTube, social media, twitch.tv slash Legion Myth. That's our Legion with Prime. It's our primary channel. That's why it's called Prime. Not because we named it after any giant robots, although that is possible. He the Dogs, Team Up, Garthodge Retro Games, the Legion with Anime, Comic Game Livestream. Legion with 2 is the Deuce. Our secondary channel with Max Leo doing his Year of the JRPG and Doros Variety Streams. That we just talked about. YouTube, go to youtube.com slash Legion of Myth to see our highlighted segments from Twitch, video game streams, recorded tabletop RPG videos. Uh, tweet us at Legion of Myth, we'll tweet you back, good stuff, we do announcements there and giveaway updates, and see our Discord channel. Go there, talk with us, we let people know there, like just this morning, I let everyone know what comics I was doing. Mm-hmm. And Shroud of the Avatar fans, Elgarian, our extra favorite Shroud of the Avatar streamer, has moved on to Community of the Avatar. He is now officially official. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. And that's what our friend Elgarian has done. So join in there if you're into that. Or stick, but you should stick around with us because we're cool too. But for Shroud of the Avatar stuff, he's over there. And get our gear. Impress your friends and intimidate your enemies and find love. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Thank you to all of our Patreons, our Twist supporters. We really do appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Gary M., Brian H., Sheris. Laria B, Reese H, Aaron, thank you so much for being patrons. We appreciate that. And Top and Cheers is on. Thank you very much. Jamie Jen, Sean Paxter, we really do appreciate you guys. And our gift subs, number one is on. Thank you. And Sean Butts, thank you so much. Ooh, Synthetics and Jensen 606 are now tied. So thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate all of your help and support. It helps keep us going. Thank you so much. Look at that. Review system, half star, horrible. The very worst thing you could imagine. Five star, amazing, 1%, flawless, incredible. We can't believe it actually got made because it's too dang good. Oh, Zod, look at that. Oh, Zod, killing me. Oh, Thank my God. Thank you so much. There's little oh. shiny things around that. Thank you, Zod. We really do appreciate it. That helps fund the games that we give away. That's right. Absolutely. All right, so let's get talking to the disclaimer. That's right, the disclaimer. Oh, here we go. Let's have it. The opinions and commentary expressed in this episode belong solely to the individual commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. Thanks, Raven Slayer, for doing the middle of my disclaimer! We appreciate Raven Slayer, thank you. While we make an effort by a family friendly atmosphere, this content is not targeted towards children under the age of 13 and may include the occasions of foul or offensive language. Wankel Rotary Engine. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Panties. Nothing. Well, I was going to say something like flat earth or we never went to the moon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Freemasons run Congress. What happened? Our streams the, Illuminati went down. Re- the Illuminati is real and they're all Jewish. What? No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're banned. We're the, gnomes banned. Of, the gnomes of Zurich are banning cursive writing. Oh, God. And taking our underwear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for the follower giveaway. If you are just a follower, all you do is be a follower for this. 
Bravely says, sorry. He's like, no, you're your own level of awesome, Bravely. We appreciate you. So, we have a giveaway. Type exclamation point Zodiarchs to enter this giveaway, and you'll be entered in the giveaway to get this game for free, which we will give away to you once you type in exclamation point Zodiarchs. Easy to spell. It's like Zodiac <laughs> with an arcs. There you go. With an R in it. And an S. And what? Oh, damn it. <laughs> So just remember, when General Zod was drawing with a pencil, he was drawing Zod I arcs, okay? So if he was... (laughs) I don't know. General, wait, dude, I'm just doodling. I'm just doodling. I'm just drawing stuff. I saw that hamburger stand over there with the golden arches, and I thought I'd open my own restaurant with the golden arcs. So there's Zoddy arcs. Everyone enter! Exclamation. You just have to be a follower. You don't have to be a subscriber. Just follow. Hit the follow. We're not asking for any money. This is free, baby. No. Get your free stuff. That's right, man. Get it while it's free. I'm reaching Garth on. I Yes, yes, I am. I'm very proud of that, too. You find another word with Zod in it. You know what? General Zod appears <laughs> to go to on that one. I can say, well, if you're Zod of Defense and you're trying to find the incident arcs of your weapon ranges... That would be your Zodiacs. <gasps> See? See? I can figure it out. I can get there. Perfect. Perfect. Bullseye on that one. That's right. So, at some point, the mystery is when will we reveal the winner? Exclamation point Zodiacs. We don't know when that will be. But everyone, come on, sign up. I see you in there. I know you haven't typed exclamation point Zodiacs. Do that. I don't want that. Yes, you do. In a world of tumult and turbulence, where no one can understand right from wrong, where no one can identify a waifu from a lolly, there is one man to stand atop the brink of madness to point truth from fiction. Heathen Dogs! Anime on the stream! (laughs) Thank you, Garthon. Hello, everyone. I hope I find you well, and thank you for tuning in for Heathen Dogs Anime on the stream. Today, we got got a good anime for you. This uh, this one, I didn't want to rate it so high because it's a big. It's January, right? It's January. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go out of the gate so strong. There's you're already, you're to, already giving away. You're, you're already giving away the lead. What you doing? Exactly. I'm just. I'm not telling lead. you. Sky, it's just. It's just. It. But it fixed so many problems with the uh, with the anime that it's based on, and still kept the high level of, of storytelling that I liked that I was just blown away. So this is an away. anime and based on an anime? Th- this is a movie based on the anime series. Oh, all right. Yes, this is No Game, No Life, Zero. And it's a prequel because everything that they That's name Zero, Zero is... Yeah, it's usually a prequel. Yeah, exactly. And this, this goes back 6,000 years to the time of the Great War when, when all of the races on Discord were warring... And the humans didn't know why, because no one cared about the humans. Well, it, it turned out that all the old gods found out that if if one of them was proven the strongest, then they would they would have the opportunity to grab the the uh, Suniaster Suniaster. What I, I just call it the MacGuffin because that's that's exactly what it is. And if they do that, they will be proclaimed the one true god of all the world. And have control over everything. Sweet. Yeah, sounds great for them. It's bad 
for the humans because they were the ones that were on ground level. It's I want you to think about uh, this war of mine living as a civilian uh, underneath war of two factions uh, or two, two pieces of government that you don't care about and trying to survive in that hellscape. That's exactly what this is, only with explosions the size of nuclear bombs every day. Okay. Yeah, it gets bad. It gets bad. So let, let's look at the credits so you can see see who made this. Uh, uh, it came out in 2017. Uh, it just showed up on Netflix, which is why I can I can tell you this. And uh, had a running time of 105 minutes. Uh, Ravens says, Dr. Storm returns on the 18th. I have been watching. And I even did a uh, review on it. I couldn't but, find a uh, thumbs up emoticon. That's what I. That's what you get. Okay, cool. And of course, you can watch it like I did on Netflix. Now, let's go to our first protagonist, Riku. All right, he is the leader of a human enclave. Now, I say I say enclave because he is in human dominated or formerly human dominated territory, but it's not dominated by humans anymore because there's a war going on and the and every other race on this planet considers humans like rats just just beneath notice so his job is to try his keep his people alive in 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 a world that literally doesn't care about them that oh i i i, I will divert this blast to that village wait is that a human village yeah oh nobody cares no no one cares just kill the rats it's fine nobody cares yeah kill the rats it's just it's just control now to keep every to keep the majority of the people alive the human technique up to this point has been to sacrifice some to save more and as the leader as a leader of this particular you know hidey hole village uh he has had to do that something like 45 times ouch and uh it's it's taken its toll on him he remembers every single name of every person he told to sacrifice their life. And his life sucks. And his childhood wasn't any better. His his very first memory was uh, uh, a fight between the race called the Ex Machina and the Dwarves. And the Ex Machina diverted an energy beam a- away from one of their structures and <laughs> so happened to hit his village. <laughs> and killed like 99% of the people there. Just one attack. He survived. A couple of people survived. His mom and dad, they didn't make it. They didn't, they didn't, make, they didn't make it. They didn't Jeez. make it. So that's his backstory. Now, he he uh, he was leading a team to get supplies and or uh, information because information is key. Where the enemy is going to be is really important to not be there as well. Okay, humans can't use magic. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, watched uh, uh, the original anime series, No Game, No Life, you you don't know that humans cannot use magic. They are the only race on this planet that cannot use magic. That's so unfair. Yes. So uh, against these giant magical nukes flying around everywhere, they literally have nothing to to bring to the table on that one. So they just scurry away and run. Now, of course, uh, during this during this, uh, they, they they were. Nobody targets humans, but humans are attacks of opportunity. Okay. It's like pest control to the other races. You know, no one goes out looking to kill humans. They just come across humans. Oh, might as well kill them for target practice or, or lulls or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, so what happens was, uh, you know, he will order someone or a couple of people to run out into danger while the majority of the people can get away with supplies, with information, stuff that will, that will help the community as a whole. On during that, he, he saw, he saw the ruins of an elven city. And so the next, the next night he, he pissed off. He had a, he had a, he's close to a breakdown at this point. He's had to throw so many lives away. He goes off by himself in, into this, uh, this damaged elven city and finds that at the center of the city, there's a secret passage. It leads into a place that's basically untouched. I mean, the magic protecting this place must've, must be insanely strong. All right. So he's like, okay, this has got to have great information. This has got to have good stuff in it. So he starts searching it and he is beset upon by a girl. Well, who is that? Well, let's, let's find out. That is Shiwi. Now her real name is this string of alphanumeric nonsense that you see below me. And uh, Riku's like, no, no, that's not going to, that's not going to fly your, your, your Shiwi now. So get over it. But what happened, what she is, she is, she's an ex machina. One of the, one of the races on the planet and uh, the hive mind, which they are all connected to very much like the Borg. She was disconnected from it because her task by the hive mind was to, was to seek out valuable intelligence on all the races. And she went down the list, boom, 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 until she got to humans. Cause that was part of her job. And when she started studying humans, she started getting cascade errors in her logic and the hive mind did not want that to spread. So they cut Fair her enough. out. Yeah. They, they just cut her out. All right. So she finds Riku at this, at this elven ruin recognized him from earlier and wanted to stay with him to finish her task in studying humans. Cause then maybe if she can make sense of them, the hive mind will accept her back and she could complete her mission. Well, he didn't want anything to do with her because she's not a human and uh, everyone kills humans. So, you know, sawed off basically. Right. But uh, she's, she's like, no, 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 I'll make a bet with you. We'll play a game of chess. If you win, I'll leave. No, no, no. I'm sorry. If, uh, if, if, uh, if you win, I'll give you all the intelligence I've collected on every other race on the planet. Oh, if great. I win, I like that. I get, I get to stay with you, and study humans. He's like, you're, you're a living machine. There's no way I'm going to beat you. But I'll try, because that's way too good. And he lost. Of course he lost. He's he's fighting a living machine. Of course he, knew he, he was going to lose, but you know. Yeah, he knew he was going to lose, but the, the 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 prize was so big, and the punishment comparatively was so small, that he had to, he had to take it. So she follows him to learn about the human condition. All right. Well, what are they, what is the antagonist of this story? Well, if you haven't figured out already, you can see it right now. It's everyone. Oh, great. When gods fight, everyone loses. And that's true. That is absolutely true. Now, if you look on this list I have here is the list of all 16 races. And if you look on the far right, uh, the far right column, you'll see the known God that created this race. Now it is stated explicitly that every single race that lives on Discord was created by one of the old gods, the old deuce, except humans. Yay! Humans have no God. 
humans have no one to go to bat for them. Humans have no one to give them, you know, heads, uh, you know, uh, uh, special treatment, more technology, the use of magic would be nice, you know, stuff like that. No, no, no. They're not even considered a race by the other races. They're, they're called hairless monkeys. And I'm telling you right now, the monkeys are offended because the, this is a world of magic. The, the monkeys can talk. The monkeys can use magic? The monkeys can use magic. Well, oh, they win then. Yeah, exactly. Now, when, when I say a skirmish of the other races can wipe out whole human regions, I am not joking. All right. I am not kidding at all. The elves and dwarves fighting their their missed shots can can crack a hole in the continent. And where do they fight on human territory, of course, because they don't want to crack their own continents. It's the best place to it. Fight where all the rats are. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Humans aren't even a factor in this war. They don't even care. Nobody cares. They're trash. But if you dig a little deeper, you know, peel back this onion, you get to the real antagonist. Okay. The real antagonist is the fundamental world itself, how it's put up, how it's made, how it's run. Fun little fact, humans were here first. Humans were the only race not created by gods, which means where did they come from? The gods found Discord came here and found humans already here. And then the old gods created all the other races in their image with magic. So they were cheating. Yeah. Well, they were gods. They don't, they don't oh, really yeah. call it cheating. They just call it doing. Okay. Now, ever since that moment, the humans had everything stacked against them. Now, it was amazing. Before the Great War started, they were more than holding their own because... You know, we were wily little rats. We had the largest nation on the planet. Yeah. We did. But then when when the gods started fighting, using their child races to fight wars on god level, it got weird. All right? It, it got real weird real fast, and the humans started dying in unprecedented numbers. Now, Riku found out that these gods were trying to find this MacGuffin and using using their created races to to actually fight the war for them so they could prove that one of them is the strongest and be the one true god this pissed him off we are dying in somebody else's game that the winner no one on this planet cares no one cares who's the god of heaven on earth no one cares Come on. So he decided, you know what? You don't like the rules? Change the game. And that's exactly what he did. He decided, you know what? We can't fight them. We don't have magic. We don't have giant engines of destruction. What we do have is what humans always have. Guile and deceit. And that's exactly what they decide to fight with. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm not going to spoil it on uh, on what he's doing and what's going on. But I will say that... Uh, uh, none of the uh, old deuce became the uh, one true god. Yeah, second. Yeah, if if you if you've seen the anime series, then uh, then you know that Tet, the god of games, became the one true god. But Tet did not exist until the end of this movie. Ooh. That's right, people. 
if you're a human and you don't have a God, screw it. Make your own. Yeah. There you go. That's all I'm going to say about it. Next, I'm going to say is what I gave it. Four and a half stars. I didn't want to come out of the gate guns blazing. I didn't want to do it. That's a very high rating. It is. It's a very high rating. But damn it, it took everything that I loved from the first one and dropped all the crap that I hated. All right. In the in, in the first one, uh, the the uh, two main characters were so smart. They they were they were they were written to be unbeatable. So that if you had a plan, they thought of a plan about your plan that you knew that you knew you had. Even if you had a plan behind a plan, they had a plan behind their plan to beat your plan behind your plan. It was Dune esque. It was crazy. All right, but this one doesn't do that. All right. Yeah, throughout the entire thing, you know that they could lose very easily. So you're on the edge of your seat like they could lose, even though I knew they didn't lose. Well, <laughs> I, I I knew that, that none of the old gods that have been depicted so far became the one, the one true god. I knew that Tet became the one true god, and he's the god of games, and none of this was happening. Until the very end, you're like, oh, that's how it did it. So it is a super dark story super dark story but somehow throughout the entire thing you are hopeful you it, it it's not because you know it's all going to turn out all right at the end no you know that they are going to turn it out all right at the end very cool you have hope for these characters because they are they're real real written you know characters they have depth you're rooting for them that was great the animation uh, there, there was a couple of a uh, couple of supernatural fight scenes, and they were very well animated, very well drawn. I liked it, and it has the perfect prequel structure. What I mean by that is it takes everything in the original about the past that was hinted and expanded on that, and anything that it introduced that that wasn't already talked about in the original series they made sure does not affect canon in any way does not affect anything that was said before they did their homework all right the the, the writer did, did did their homework and uh and they 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 made as those little uh canon holes as possible in this thing now what i didn't like about it uh riku and and shiwi uh they have a love story about halfway through they fall in love and get married this was super forced and really, really short amount of time. It didn't make any sense for the amount of time because he started off hating her because he recognized her after a while as well. She was she she was in that group of of ex machina that de- that deflected the dwarven beam into his village. She was there. She helped deflect to his village, and he saw her. And she saw him, but she recognized him immediately because she has a computer brain. It, it took him a it took him a minute because you know it was a very traumatic event, and he's only human. Makes it sense. took him a minute to figure it out. Yeah. So the love story was super forced. Now I understand why they had to do it. Okay, if they were going to have a love story, it would have to be fast because this wasn't a series, and that's this that's the second problem I have with this. It's not a series. It should have been a series. At least twelve episodes would have solved the forced love story problem. And and you could have uh, you could have had more more races in the huge end of the world end of the war fight than the old deuce, the uh, the dwarves, the elves and the flugel, which are the angels. 
you, you could have had more than those four. You could have introduced more of the of the higher tier races and have them in the end fight as well. But in in a 105 minute movie, you can't do that. So yeah, I mean, I wonder if if they had made it a series, 12 episodes, the love story wouldn't have been forced, and this thing would have been five stars. It would have been five stars easy. Sounds cool. But the love story messed it up, man. I mean, if yeah. they had somehow written it out, there you go. You know, so at four and a half stars, you are not going to be disappointed. You do not have to watch No Game, No Life, the series first, because in the very beginning, uh, it is present day and the whole story is told as a as a as a story from Tet. Because he's the only living being b- besides the old deuce and a couple of flugels and whatever that was that was there. So the story is, is told by the one true God. So. It, it, it introduces some stuff, some background for you in the beginning. So you'll be fine. So yes, four and a half stars. I recommend it. Go see it. Could have had a flugelhorn. Yeah, could have had a flugelhorn. That's right. <laughs> no game, no life. Zero. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? What did you think of this segment review? What are your thoughts on anime prequels? Is it good to make a prequel of a popular series? In this case, it seems like yes. What do you think of this series? What do you think of this show? Yeah, is there any anime you would like Mr. Heathen Dog to review? If you let like these, what, who, what? Let me know. If there's anime, let me know. If you like these reviews, want more, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Share this video with your friends. It really helps the channel. Let everyone know. Subscribe to Legion of Myth Anime Comics and Games. Be a legionnaire. And don't forget exclamation point Zodiacs to get it on our giveaway for children of the Zodiacs. Exclamation point Zodiacs. Right now. Don't watch Dracula. Says Rain Flair. Oh my gosh, we're picking a winner right now. Yes, we're picking a winner right now. That's right. Right now. So I'm going to give everyone uh, 15 more seconds. Type it in. Go ahead and type it in. Exclamation point Zodiacs. So it's right on the bottom. Right above the screen. Just spell it out. And uh, Mar Hawkman, you got to spell it right. There's no K in it. There's a C. Chuck Mangione approves of the flugelhorn. There you horn. go. Everyone approves of a flugelhorn. Chuck Mangione was in King of the Hill multiple times. Really? Yes, he was. Seems strange, but he was in like at least three episodes. Uh, Radiant Ranger, that's Zoid Earks, you spelled. Zoid Earks. Yeah, we have to talk to Max Liao about just. I agree. Just putting, just putting a simple word. Just, yeah, a just giveaway. That's three episodes, four point five hours. I'll never get back oh, for the sorry, Dracula Rainflare. series. Are you talking about the Dracula series or the Castlevania yeah, series? No, no, no. The, uh, the there's a there's a new Dracula series on Netflix right now. I haven't watched. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it either. There you go. There you go, Radiant Ranger. You got it. All right. Five All right, seconds. We're gonna stop it. Five seconds. Four, three, two, one. And done. Closing giveaway. We're going to pick a winner. Winner is Ravenslayer. Congratulations. You've won. Ravenslayer is the the winner. Master your strategy. Find the heart of the cards. Baldar says rigged. (laughs) Congratulations, Ravenslayer. Looks like a fun game. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, You will receive that sometime tomorrow. When Max Leal wakes up and sees my message that you had won. That's right.
Next on Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. Welcome to Demon School, Arumakun. That, that was good. That's right, everyone. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Hope we find you well again. And uh, uh, welcome to Demon School, Arumakun is a younger, younger viewer focused anime. This is for your your preteen. You're talking between ten. Now, maybe nine at the at the bottom end to 12 or 13 year old uh, viewer. And the story follows Iruma Suzuki, 14 year old boy. Uh, his parents sold him to a demon. And the, the demon took him to the to the netherworld and uh, adopted him as his grandson. And then, uh, of course, uh, you got to go to school. So put him in school. Story of my life. And this this is <laughs> this is a story of the the tribes and tribulations of Iruma going to demon school as a human being all right it, it gets weird i could understand that yes there you go okay let's look at the so the credits uh actually the original network is pretty funny i'd look this up nhk educational tv it is the oh. japanese equivalent to pbs yep makes sense to me there you go this was on pbs basically it's it's like uh 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 mr rogers neighborhood only for japanese kids and uh, you can watch it. Uh, it's on its first run right now. And uh, it's been 14 episodes out of 23. And, of course, you can watch it on Crunchyroll. And, uh, okay, let's uh, let's go into the protagonist. Obviously, Aruma Suzuki. 14-year-old human. Like I said, sold, demon, sold to a demon by his parents. Parents are D-bags, obviously. Now, they were when mistreating When he was 14 kid. or earlier? No, no, right now. He's 14 now, and that's when he was sold. Wow, that's kind of late. It, no, 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 no. Be, because uh, his parents have been abusing him since way long ago. Oh. But they, they didn't have the opportunity to sell him to a demon for profit until now. Oh, well, it just, you know, you take it. Yeah. You take your things when you can. Exactly, right? Now, they had him working since he was like nine, like full time. They pulled him out of school to work because they didn't want to work. They made him clean. They made him cook. They made him work. They made him do everything because they didn't want to do anything. They just wanted to watch TV and play video games. So he was doing some real shit, jo bad jobs. You used a bad All word. Right. I did. I used a bad word. Now, now we're now we're not safe for kids. Yeah, take okay. that, kids. For example, when when the demon came to get him after the parents made the deal, he was on a deep sea fishing barge. All right. Now, I don't know if you've seen The Deadliest Catch. That's what he was doing at 14. What? That's that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, he's be, because of his upbringing, he has some issues. He has some personality issues. He cannot say no to someone who asks for help. There are some magic words that if you say to him, he will do whatever you want. One of them is please. I thought you were going to say, say would please? you kindly. No, it's please. Please is one of the magic words. He will do whatever. That was it. And he has no ambition. He has lived his entire life for other people. He doesn't even know how to do something for himself. At the beginning of the series. Ah, the beginning of the series. That's right. So now, with the with, with the demon that took him, trapped him in the netherworld, right? Uh, made him agree to be his adopted grandson. Now, when I say made him, I mean 
the demon asked him very nicely, guess what he said? What? Pl- sure. Please, please be my grandson. He said, okay. <laughs> so he signed the dotted well, line. Wait, no, it's a good thing. Well, considering the rest it's of his life, thing. why would you not say yes? Like, yeah, ugh. exactly. Well, uh, well, he, now he thinks it's going to be worse, right? Because that was Earth and it, it was crappy. I'm in hell now. It's got to be worse. Fair enough. But, you know, he found out if he didn't sign it, then the demon would just would have ate him and wouldn't find another grandson. But so lucky, lucky, lucky him. So uh, every demon has magic. Well, yeah. He's not a demon. He has no magic. Yes. Demons uh, eat humans for food. Yes. And I don't know if you noticed this, but he's human. Yes. Yeah. And he has, on top of that, absolutely no social skills whatsoever. You can't have social skills and be a complete yes man. Pretty much. Yeah, you, you can't. So he's 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 worth this. Now, who made a deal for a, a, probably a lot of money for this kid? Well, it's probably just, well, I want a kid who's good, willing to sell, you know. There you go. And, of course, you know, Iruma's parents were like, oh, oh, jumping, jumping, me, 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 pick me, teacher. You know, whatever. But no, uh, our next protagonist, kind of, maybe, sort of, is Sullivan. Sullivan is the demon that went to the earth and bought Iruma from from his parents to get a grandson. Seems nice enough. Yeah. Yeah, he he looks fine. He looks fine. And he is a very high-ranking demon. He is, uh, he's one of the three top demons in the netherworld. Uh, so much so that even though he is not the highest rank of demon, they have 10 ranks. He's like rank nine. There's a rank. There are two rank tens and then nobody. Uh, he is considered as a as a runner for the open position of demon lord. Mm. There hasn't been a demon lord in hundreds of years. No, no one. No one could agree. But there, there's the top three and he's in it. Uh, he's also the chairman of the demon school, Babel's which he enrolled his grandson in. All right. Now his motivations for all this stuff seem above board. All right. He truly treats Aruma like, like a, like a grandfather would shoot a grandson, spoils him, takes lots of pictures, you know, feeds him whatever he wants. Oh, you look skinny. Here you go. Stuff like that. And he seems to genuinely care about Aruma's well-being. You know, uh, he's, he's a, he's the head of the school, so he can keep an eye on Aruma and, and give him some help here and there when needed to keep him alive. Which is nice. Which is nice, yeah. Uh, he, he cast a spell on Aruma so so the demons wouldn't smell him as human food. That's so, kind. That's good. Yeah, that's that's a that's step one, right? That's pretty good. But, uh, yeah. And uh, next, we have uh, Aruma's kind of friends they're they're demons they don't don't really they didn't really understand the word friendship at first but there are two asmodeus alice is is the the pink-haired guy that's a guy sure why not uh yeah he is a high-born demon okay uh he is the incoming class representative all right now uh when i say high-born i mean uh uh demons are ranked by power so if you're if you're a highborn demon, you are uh, you're a younger demon born from very powerful parents. Therefore, you you will be powerful in magic as well. And he is he is. I mean, he's a he's a first year student and he can already shoot fireballs and stuff because his his uh, his family is a long line of, of uh, fire users and he just takes it up. Now, Sullivan 
made it so his grandson would give the uh, the uh, uh, in incoming class speech instead of the class representative who's supposed to give it. Well, this offended Asmodeus, obviously. So he challenged uh, Iruma to a fight. And that's when Iruma's superpower was revealed. Iruma had been placed in so many life and death situations by his parents. I mean, the uh, the, the the deadliest catch job that, that he had last mm-hmm. was only the last in a long string of obviously deadly for children jobs. He has gained the ability to dodge anything. <laughs> Fair enough. That's dodge anything. Well, he's had to so, his life. Exactly. So, so Asmodeus basically burned himself out trying to hit Aruma, didn't hit him a single time with a single fireball. And everyone thought that Aruma was just playing with Asmodeus by not attacking back and making him punch himself out. And so instantly he got, he got street cred. He must look how powerful he must be. Exactly. Fighting back. I know. And he seems like he's laughing, but uh, demons don't understand what, what human fear uh, (laughs) looks like. So they think he's laughing. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty funny it's pretty funny but uh uh and the the next friend he makes is valak clara now she is a she's a demon girl she's unpopular the reason being uh if you think of uh manic pixie dream girl and then remove all of the adult stuff all you have is an annoying girl that's exactly what she is she's she's 14 years old she's unsexualized so think of a manic pixie dream girl that is that has has no has no point she she has no point she's just annoying but aruma treats her well because she's well-mannered and she asks nicely she says please a lot (laughs) so so he plays with her and he he begins to actually like her you know and and she uh has never had a real friend before because she's so damn annoying (laughs) no people be nice to her no, yeah, no one wants to be nice to her, and they're like, "Oh God, go away!" After a couple of days, they're like, "Oh my God, I've had it with you, go away." But no, not not Aruma. And Asmodeus, be- because he lost the duel, he's basically given himself up to to Aruma, like I I am now your vassal. Oh wow, yeah. So he has a vassal demon and a and a <laughs> who's also a friend and a and a and a and a friend demon who's also a girl. It was that was that was pretty funny. It was pretty good. I like that. Now we move on to the antagonist. The antagonist. Th- this is a kid's thing. So this it's the zany situations that ensue with Iruma trying to go about his daily life in this new hellscape, not die, learn stuff, make friends, and get along. That's it. You know, being human, Iruma is constantly in fear of being discovered. You know, and of course, killed and eaten, right? And he's got to navigate his school life. And he's, uh, for example, he has to pass a flying race, but he has no wings. He has to pass a magical test, and he has no magic. Uh, he has to survive a demon dodgeball game without being killed. Now, you're like, that's just dodgeball. I mean, he just, he can't be hit, right? You're right, he can't be hit, but that's only part of dodgeball. Dodgeball is also attacking. And, uh, demons uh for example um uh clara she is a 14 year old girl demon she is as strong as uh as a fully mature uh male uh bodybuilder human oh yeah fair enough yeah uh as as modius is as strong as captain america 
and all of the bigger demons especially the ones you see below me right now the 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 demon looking demons they're all like supernaturally strong so he is literally the weakest person on the plane of existence outside of demon babies so uh yeah getting in any kind of physical sport or altercation could easily be the death of him and of course because of these problems hijinks ensue and and uh they become surmountable through through uh through uh plot you know guile plot twists and in my opinion sullivan's hand is ever present moving events to keep his grandson alive i'll I'll talk about that in a second but first i'm gonna talk about what i gave demon school i gave it three stars that's not bad it's not bad it's good it's good now like the only i would have given it three and a half if i was the age group that this was targeting probably but i'm not so for for a nine to 13 year old this might be a three and a half maybe even a four all right now what i liked about it it was written and animated correctly uh all of the all of the writing and the animation not only do they match up but they are they're in a younger child style not not super realistic not bloody nothing like that there's no blood anywhere don't worry about it you know no, no one no one gets dismembered you know nothing like that all of it's animated properly for the age group which i like and seriously i even found some parts pretty funny i did you know it's it's written for for a younger audience but i like oh that was funny that was pretty good that was pretty good i like that yeah so that was good and here it is the, the secret sullivan actions all right here's an example uh the uh there there's this plant this little sprout plant and you you throw magic at it and it will read your mind and become whatever kind of plant you want it to become whatever flower you want to become all right it's usually gauged by the person's personality okay fine now uh earlier uh iruma got a ring that eats magic and he's the only one that can wear it Everyone else thought he tamed it, but really he's the only one that can wear it because he has no magic for it to feed on, so it can't kill it, right? But uh, it has fed on magic before. What he didn't realize, but Sullivan did when he put this ring in his path, that if he tries to use magic, the ring will respond and gush forth magic. Hmm. So now he looks like he has magic, and not only a little bit, but a lot of it. Because he didn't, he didn't know how to control the flow, so he just poured it all out, and uh, the the flower actually became a giant tree. So he again, he looks cool again. But uh, that that's that's one time that Sullivan has secretly kept his grandson alive by by planting either clues or magical devices or people in in Iruma's way to make sure he makes it over the next hurdle that's coming and his his uh his station as the headmaster of the school is perfect to do this i mean he knows what everything he knows everything's going to happen at school before it happens i mean he wrote the curriculum curriculum for crying out loud so that's good now what i don't like about it uh the demon school song the first line is uh we will eat the the blood and soul of humans and it gets worse from there it gets more graphic from there it's the only graphic part of the whole thing, and it doesn't fit the rest of the anime. This writing doesn't fit. They wanted some shock value. They didn't need it. It's a comedy. They didn't need the shock value. It was dumb. And there is a Snape. 
a teacher in the school who just l- took a look at, at Iruma and said, I don't like him. And he's harsh and mean and wears all black and is broody. I'm like, come on, man. You got to rip this off too. Come on. You can do better than this. And why does he hate Aruma? Oh, because, because his grandfather wronged him in the past, just like Snape. So, you know what? That that took that took you down too. Yeah, that was well, dumb. Harry Potter's dad was a jerk. Just just saying. He was. He was. But just you know, you don't have to, you don't have to take the character like rip him right out of the storybook and put him in your anime. You didn't Fair have enough. to do that. Fair enough. Yeah. So there you go. So that's what I thought of uh, Aruba. Aruba Kun. School. Aruba Kun. They say that a lot. <laughs> well. The, the little girl does, oh, but okay. she's weird. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about this segment? What are your thoughts on this kid's anime? Is it too kitty? Do you think that it works? Is there a tabletop RPG you want to cover? He's doing that next uh, week? No, no. Uh, the, this for, for I'm doing it next week, yes. there's a, There was a mistake in the slides. And uh, no, there for, wasn't. for some reason, yeah, the RPG thoughts oh, were in this. Why are you doing that? Shh, shh, shh. Oh, no sorry. One noticed. sorry. No one noticed. No, no one knows. Go ahead. No one knows. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. It's Carry too late on. now. Oh, damn it. If you like this video want more, please make sure to like and share it with your friends who like anime and tabletop RPGs like we're going to talk about next week. This helps the channel tremendously. Subscribe to Legion with Anime, Comics, and Games. Be a Legionnaire. Rockman says reminds him of Yu Yu Hakusho. I watched a little bit of that. This, that yeah, okay, I can different. see that. Yeah, well, you it, it, had the big tournament and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, 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 Hakusho is more action oriented. This is more like a, like a actiony slice of life type thing. I liked you, you Hakusho. Know? Yeah, I actually own the Yu Hakusho fighting game on PS2. Oh wow, it Look is not that. good. It's fun, but it's not good. It's limited fun. But it's not a good limited game. fun. Limited fun. Right, like I'll give it limited fun. It's not. It's not a great game. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'll full screen. Yes, Garth Dodd's comic pull. Garth Dodd buys comics, reads comics, tells you about comics, and this week we are talking about. Sometimes you just want to take a simple job. And that's what happens with Black Cat, number eight, written by Jed McKay. Art by a different art team this time. Uh, Dyke, Dickay, either one, Ruan, and Annie Wu. Colors by Brian Reber and publication 8th of January, 2020. Uh, still alive, been a big fan of the Black Cat series, and mm-hmm. this is a new issue. So Felicia Hardy, it goes back and forth a little bit between her breaking into Rand Enterprises. Rand Enterprises is owned by... Iron Fist, right? That's right. Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, mm-hmm. Master of Martial Arts. The, uh, well, Master of the Iron Fist. Uh, so Black Cat has hired Beetle, who is the daughter of the original Beetle, um, who is part of the new Femme Force, like evil villain females who've teamed up. Uh, okay. But Black Hat has hired her as muscle on this job because her normal henchmen are busy working on something else. Iron Fist is the part of Power Man. Absolutely. The uh, 
so it goes back and forth between her, like they're breaking in, and, she, and then it, she has flashes back to a conversation she had while shopping with her mother, where she was trying to get her mother to go on this cruise she bought her. Like, hey, you like cruises? Look, it's an 80s cruise. Berlin's going to be there. You love Berlin. You know. And eventually comes to the mother's like, you know, it's like, that sounds lovely. Why are you trying to get rid of me? Why are you trying to get me out of town? What? Uh, get Jan out. Janice Lincoln, isn't she Tombstone's daughter? Is she? I thought that the new Beatle was the original Beatle's daughter. Anyway. So. so the, uh. Basically, they, they. It's revealed that Black Cat is trying to get her mother to take this cruise to get out of town because the, uh. The Thieves Guild is after her, and they will go to any lengths to get to her, which usually is also going after family members. So until this blows over, she needs her mom out of town. Her mom and her dad used to be best friends with Odessa, the current head of the Thieves Guild's parents. They were best buds. So she's like, she wouldn't send stuff after me. She's like, Odessa's changed, which remember, you need to leave town just to be safe. Uh, by the end of the book, she just convinced her mom to take the cruise, you know, to go. Uh, they have a various conversations like, where she's trying to examine her motives, what's going on right now. It's actually really nice. Some nice human interaction. Meanwhile, the now segment where she's breaking into Rand Corporation. Uh, Beetle actually tries to recruit her into their new force. She's like, and basically it's like, hey, uh, so you're not even going to think about joining us? Nope. Oh, come on. I don't want to join the Sinister Syndicate. It's like, but but that's only because I haven't told you about her benefits package. In Amazing Spider-Man, they've introduced this new Sinister Syndicate that's all females, and they are all about, like, benefits packages, dental, maternity leave, you know, it, which is kind of aggravating, but here it's played for laughs, so I go for it. She's like, no, I'm not doing this. It's like, it's like, but, but come on. And she's like, look, ignore the fact that I have beef with, like, half your membership. You're all Spider-Man's villains. And Beale's like, but you're a Spider-Man villain. It's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you totally are. No, I'm, it's complicated. I'm like his ex-girlfriend. It's not really a villain. It's different. Leave me alone. So <laughs> um, eventually they get down there and it turns out there, there's this like multi-ton device. And Beale's like, we can't steal this. It's huge. She's like, we're not stealing, we're just getting data off of it, because I'm building a duplicate. So basically, they throw up a drone, it starts copying all these specs off of it. And then they get a, basically flumped by a dragon, a little dragon, kind of like Lockheed. And apparently, after being reading Dragon Fist, uh, Iron Fist, notice what the hell's going on here. But a small dragon jumps on onto... Beetle and decides they're best buds. No, jumps on a black cat, decides they're best buds. Black cat's like, I don't know you, dragon. What the hell is this? This little Chinese girl comes up. It's like, that's my dragon. You leave him alone. It's like, I don't want him. Uh, which then leads to Ironfish showing up, saying, hey, um, I see you're trying to steal that. It's like six tons. I Unless you suddenly gain super strength. I mean, you got Beetle with you, but even that's not going to do it. So that ends up with them, you know, the fight, then it can ensues which has this fun moments where you know the Chinese are like I will defeat you for investing with my dragon she's like 
it'd be just like, oh, I wear a top line power armor, kid. Look, you just go over there, Crouching Tiger, and I'll and then of course she unlaunches the Iron Fist on her. <laughs> or the equivalent just blows her the ball. She's like, okay, this fight just got real. Meanwhile, Black Cat is fighting Iron Fist, and he's basically dodging every attack. She's like, why aren't you fighting back? Aren't you like the the master of kung fu or something? He's like, that's actually someone else. But, you know what? This is actually kind of a relief. Like, what do you mean it's a relief? You know, fighting thieves. Usually it's some crazy martial artist who's trying to suck my chi or gain my power or kill the dragon within or something like that. So just a thief. This is actually really, I really appreciate this. This is nice. It's uplifting. <laughs> it was uplifting, you know. Meanwhile, poor, in the background, poor Beetle's just getting thrashed by this little girl. It's like, why is this happening? <laughs> Yeah, he is the Iron Fist. Black Cat cannot beat Iron Fist in a fight. If Black Cat had a fist fight with Spider-Man, she'd lose. If she had a fist fight with basically anyone, almost, she loses. She's smart enough to not to do that. You make the figure do that, you throw the smoke bomb, and you freaking run. Right? But she's willing to try and fight him for a little bit, because eventually he says, oh, that, see, your drone is trying to get Dad off my machine, huh? So he grabs it, smashes it on the ground. It's like, oh, no, you have beaten me. Oh, dear. Yeah, by the way, that and then she like throws the smoke bomb and they run. Because, of course, the drone wasn't recording data, it was transmitting data. Because that's smart. And they run like hell. Iron Fist has been like, bye! <laughs> As they run away. Um, and then, and of course, it ends with, uh, hurry, you send your mom off on the cruise. So, a lot of really great character moments in this issue. Uh, I love the back and forth between her mom and their situation. Even her back and forth with Beetle, where she has to assess where she is as a criminal, um, is actually really nice. I loved the art in this book. Um, it really matched what they were trying to do with the story. It was comedic, as you can see from like, the way that Beetle's kind of drawn. Like, what? But you're a villain in the page on the right. But also, it was very serious, uh, like during the scenes talking to the mom and stuff. So, lighthearted, but still serious when it needs to be. Uh, a great issue. It was a fun freaking book to read that moved story along nicely, had interesting combat and interesting character development. It's a freaking great book. And more people should be reading Black Hat because it's just too damn good. It mm. is better than Amazing Spider-Man. Yes, I said it because Amazing Spider-Man is written by Nick Spencer and it kind of sucks right now. It does. And the art right now in Amazing Spider-Man is crap. It is. Just accept it. Otley used to be good. He decided not to be. He took a vacation for writing. I guess when he teed up Nick Spencer, Brian Otley said, you know what I hate doing? Good art. I'm just going to like wave my stylus on my tablet, and I guess I'll draw something. Anatomy? I, I, what? Who could be bothered? I'm doing Nick Spencer Spider-Man. And that's what you get. But Blackhead Number 8, written by Jed McKay, with art by Dyke Ruin and Annie Wu, and colors by Brian Reber is incredible. And you should read it, because Garthon is giving it four stars. There it is. Yeah, it deserves four stars, maybe even more, because it is doing an excellent job setting up the future. Um, really like the new artist. A very different vibe than the previous artist. I love them to death. I hope they stay on the book. They probably won't. But uh, yeah, four stars for Black Cat number eight. Highly recommended. So what are your thoughts on this segment? What do you think about Black Cat number eight? Uh, did you read it and you disagree with me? Is it even better than four stars? Or is it worse? Uh, do you think Black Cat is a trash villain and no one should like her? Well, you are wrong. Currently. I mean, there's been some pretty bad writers who've handled Black Cat before. But Jed McKay is awesome. 
Uh, if you like these reviews, please be sure to like and share this video with your comic book friends and other nerds. It really, really helps the channel. Share the word. Share the knowledge. Share of yourself, children. You gotta serve somebody, as Bob Dylan once said. Legion Myth. Subscribe to Legion Myth Anime Comics Games. Thank you. Be a legionnaire. Ravensburg's right. He called it. <laughs> he is right. He called it. He said four stars, and he was right. Yes, Carthon's comic poll! Red Sonia, number 12. The end of the War of the Empire is here. But how'd that happen? So, written by Mark Russell, art by Mirko Kolak, colors by Dear Berkeley. Publication date, 8th of January, 2020. All right. This has been a quite a 12-issue run. That's a year, kids. Mm -hmm. Book comes out monthly. Has got better. Yes. Uh, it's been an interesting series. The art style does a great job portraying like the rough situation they're in. Uh, with poor Sonya being in charge of the Hyrcanians, trying to fight back as an emperor who, Emperor Dragon, who is under a curse where if his empire doesn't expand, he will die. So he went to take over this place. Sonya was uh, forcibly elected queen. She didn't want the job, but she took it. This has been interesting. What is going on? All right. Apparently uh, being attacked by monkeys in the house. So. Everything the dragon has done, Sony's managed to somehow. It was rough in the middle. It was a little rough in the middle, but it got, got better. It got much better. The Emperor Dragon has been a highly, highly entertaining antagonist. He's evil. <laughs> he's lawful evil. He, yeah. He's. Actually, it's not even lawful evil. He's lawful no, neutral. He, yeah, he's not vindictive. You know, yeah, he's he not really... hurting people for fun or even that he wants to, really. It's just that he has to. Right. Even when he describes, like, I'm going to put you in the bag of snakes and scorpions. It isn't like you will go in the bag. It's like, oh, I'm going to put you in the bag of snakes and scorpions now because you betrayed me. And that's what the law subscribes. So enjoy it. We'll beat you while you're in there. So hopefully you die faster. He's not happy no. about it, but he's not no. sad either. No. You know, and it's like when he left for the war, he told his kids, well, hopefully I come back alive because if I don't, mommy, you better be careful because mommy will probably marry another guy. and He'll have you killed. So there's no question about it. Send us to the throne later. You know, he's. <laughs> oh, oh, he also said, uh, avenge me and somehow like k uh, k kill the person who killed me. Or oh, something yeah. Like oh, and make sure to kill the person yeah. who killed me. You know, yeah, <sighs> that's an important story element. Um, <laughs> Sonia recently managed to double back and trapped the Emperor on the other side of the bridge from all of his supplies, and his army is starting to starve. She controls the bridge. He, could, he does not have the supplies left to go around the freaking sea. So he's just going to go and wipe out Sonya's admittedly tiny, tiny force at this point. She has no allies. She's just going to go and turn his whole army around, and, well, he's going to have to... She's finally going to engage in combat. They're all starving. They want to fight. Meanwhile, she's been technically deposed as queen. And one of the emperor's right-hand men called Fogor has actually become the new king of Hyrcania. And he's there's a nice scene where he's telling the people of Hyrcania, it's like, oh, now that I'm your king, we're under the great wise emperor dragon. Don't worry. 
Only a few people need to be sacrificed for our gods every couple days. So don't worry about it. It'll be judged randomly. And those sacks will be thrown in the pot here. So like, what's what's in the pot? Pray you never know, my friend. We don't want to, but we got to throw you in the pot. <laughs> but so the emperor is going to attack Sonia, who's actually had time to reinforce the bridge. Uh, mm -hmm. This couple opening scenes, you see them cutting all the grass in the grasslands in front of the bridge. And she's making sure, make sure to cut it the way I've told you. Uh, there are some nice flashbacks when Sonya's being trained uh, by a master tactician. And they've shown other games they've played it before where Sonya never lets her pawns die. She's never willing to sacrifice the pawns, and that's why she keeps losing big pieces. But the game, it shows that game ending in the flashbacks with him unexpectedly losing because she held on to the pawns. It's the first time you ever beat her, they say. It's because he wasn't expecting her to have pawns in those positions. Because everyone just sacrifices the pawns. Mm -hmm. And there's a nice little allegory about how... Uh, Rayo says, using a Dina sign, he'd be more neutral evil than lawful neutral. Uh, maybe. I can see the argument. I can very clearly. Except someone who's neutral evil... It's, would, he's more... He's not... He's someone not who's neutral enough. evil would be much more selfish. They'd be, they wouldn't care what the law said. Yeah. Whereas he is, I'm just following the law. I don't want to keep expanding my empire, but I'll die if I don't. And I like living. That's not an evil statement. That's a neutral statement. Yeah. So I, but honestly, I can't see the argument for, for neutral evil. That I'm not. I wouldn't be mad either way. I'm thinking lawful neutral. Um, I don't see him as evil. <laughs> I don't see him as good by any means, though. He's good for his empire. His empire is flourishing and expanding. They're rich. They're doing great. Everyone else he's absorbing is pretty bad off at first. The whole sacrifice thing is a probably yeah, a, probably that's a kind of a problem. Downer. Yeah. Other than the aqueducts, the roads, and medicine, and riding, what has the FIR ever given to us? You know, it's one of those things. Mm. So, but so he sends in his cavalry to go take the bridge, and that's when they light the grasslands on fire, and the way they have it cut, it pushes them in a certain direction, like the way the flames are shaped to go. Mm -hmm. uh, the horse, the cavalry's like, just charge through the flames, the horses aren't doing it. Because people want to live, the writing says. Even if it means just one more second, if you give them an option of a safer choice, they will take it. Even if it just means two more seconds of life, they will go that way. And the horses run from the flames, away from the bridge, and off the cliff. Into the river. So he's like, well, hell. All right, Whatever. It's like, sir, sire, they've killed all of our cavalry. It's like, well, I have to pick up another one. I'm in town. Send in the freaking infantry. Uh, so, of course, the bridge is highly trapped. People start dying in the bridge. But they keep, they're they they're holding. They're holding. They're holding the bridge. Then, reinforcements show up. There's been a side plot where one of Dragon's advi his chief advisor was a king of another, of another kingdom that got Absorbed Absorbed. by Dragon, yeah. that he lost. In the last issue, he sent a message back to his kingdom, surreptitious that he sent a messenger, and the messenger had a scroll with him that said, Your Dragon is great, you must send reinforcements immediately to serve him, blah, 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 blah. But the messenger says, oh, by the way, here's the real message. He shaves his head and shows tattooed on his head is revolution. So it's time to revolt. 
this issue of the troops show up like, ah, the other reinforcements are here. Sonia's done for. Sonia's like, oh, crap. Because they're at their wit's end. They're losing all their troops. The traps aren't working anymore. And that's when the reinforcements all turn on Dragon's army. Because it's time for the revolt. Dragon then pulls all his troops from everywhere. Remember Foghor I talked about earlier who's about to throw the people in the pot? Messenger shows up before people get thrown in the pot. Says, uh, the great and wise Emperor Dragon needs all troops immediately. He's like, all troops? That leaves me uh, kind of undefended here <laughs> with my new uh, subjects. <laughs> hey, guys. And then you start seeing like the, the assembled Hurricanes glaring at the poor alone Foghor and the big boiling pot. The next page is Foghorn being tossed into the pot, <laughs> as one can imagine. Uh, after that, uh, with the troops revolting against each other, everything's going straight to hell. Uh, there's a huge loss in uh, morale and faction. No one knows what's going where. No one knows what to do. And all of a sudden, I've lost Ethan Dog. Uh... Emperor Dragon has two guards left with him. Before this is a little flashback to the game, where the game where the tactician reminds Sonya that in the end, even though all the other pieces to the fighting, the king is the only one that mattered. But even at the end of the game, the king ends up in the box with everyone else. So the world might go on, but when the game is over, even the king is off the board. The peasants are revolting, okay, young Frankenstein, exactly. So the the two guards left with the emperor, where they're told everything's going to tell, like you, we gotta get out. What one of them freaks out and just stabs the emperor. It's like why? They're like, I don't know. I'm freaking out. We're all dead. We can't be seen with him. As they so they stab and leave for dead and run. With the emperor gone, the army completely breaks. They've lost their elephants. They've lost everything. They the army just breaks and scatters. Sonya finds Emperor Dragon still alive, coughing up blood. And she tells him, and he says, oh, great. Dragon, let, let us bring this war to an end. What I do is do an act of mercy. You think I care about mercy? Not for you. Mercy for everyone else. The curse dies with you. And as she raises her sword to kill him, Emperor Dragon says, my naive... Backwater Queen, do you really believe that a curse ever really dies? And here's the funny thing. While this is going on, you find out that the curse he's under was never real. The oracle who gave, who told him he had that curse on him only did so because she's friends with the queen and was trying to protect the queen from the emperor by getting him killed. Because the queen did not want to marry the emperor. It was one of those royal, influential families, so he forcibly married her. Her buddy, the oracle, then told him, hey, hoping he'd die early, but he lasted quite a while. Also, someone else ends up telling Dragger's son, oh, I'm sorry to hear your father was killed. He's like, what do you mean? Just kind of in past, like, oh, you didn't know yet? Oh, well, everyone knows that he that he was dying in Hyrcania, where Sonya killed him. So his son, who, as Heathen Dog mentioned, was told by his father, hey, if I die, make sure to avenge me, has just found out his father died 
And it wasn't even like a state ceremony. It wasn't broken to him gently. He's like, oh, sorry about that kid. It's like, what do you mean? Everything's gone straight to hell for this young man. And that's why it is the final words. You think a curse ever ends. Well, now she's got to deal with that. So a great end to the dragon arc. I loved him as an enemy. Uh, got crazy there many times. Got a little rough in the middle. Got a little rough in the middle. Uh, definitely did. Had some very entertaining par parts, though. The next story arc apparently is about Dragon's son actually getting involved with evil magic to curse Sonya. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if we'll keep getting the series after this arc. I honestly don't. I've really enjoyed it, but I don't know if I still want to deal with this story arc. You know? But that is neither here nor there. I found the book highly entertaining. I liked it. I liked the end of this. I liked the wrap up. I'm going to miss Emperor Dragon. Thought he was a very fun character, but he you knew he had to die at some point. You knew that was coming. You knew that was coming down the pike. Really enjoyed it. Did not love it. I thought it was really, 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 really good. The art worked well for what they're trying to achieve. I, it is a bit rough, though. I'm going to give it three stars. I can be talked to three and a half, but I'll give it three stars. Heathen Dog has joined. Hello, Heathen Dog. I don't see a camera. I, I know. I lost internet. Yeah, there you we were go. frozen there for a bit. Yeah, I lost internet, and I don't have no idea why. It, it could have been here because all the power was good. It must have been at Comcast. That's okay. I was just uh, giving three stars to Red Sonia and telling them you were prophetic to remind everyone at the beginning that uh, he asked his son to avenge him because uh, Sonia kills Dragon at the end. Of and course. His son finds out in like, the worst way possible. Some guy in the hallway is like, oh, sorry about your dad. Sounds like, what do you mean? Well, it's like, Red Sonia killed him. You know. What? And they're hinting that the next story arc is Dragon's son starts messing with real magic to curse Sonia. Sure, because why not? Yeah, that, uh, in the world of Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonia, magic's always good. Magic is always the that, right answer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No consequences. Bad. So, so three stars this. I don't know if I'm going to keep going with the series, because that arc idea doesn't exactly intrigue me. I loved Dragon as an antagonist. I don't love the idea of Magic Kid. But, well, mm. you know, we'll see. I might get one issue or two. We'll see how this is going. Three stars for Red Sonia, number 12. So what are your thoughts on this segment? What do you think about Red Sony number 12? Uh, have you been following the series? Did you like how it ended? Uh, do you think Emperor Dragon was awesome? He was pretty awesome. He was super fun as an antagonist. I really enjoyed him. He was just wacky enough. Just slightly insane. I liked him. I'm going to miss him. He was he did do some absolutely despicable acts, though. Absolutely despicable stuff. But he did it to win. You know, it's just hey, that's the way the game is played. If you like this use, be sure to like and share your video. With your comic book friends, it really, really helps the channel. More people, more shares, more love. Spread the love, baby. Subscribe to Legion Myth for anime, comics, and games, and be a legionnaire. That's right, Garthon's comic poll! In a world gone mad. I'm saying that a lot today. In a world gone mad. Heroes are villains, and villains are sorcerer supremes. But how did this happen? Symbio Spider-Man, Alien Reality number two. I just like using my movie voice. It's good. I, I like should it. do that all the time. I just walk around. Hello. I would like two Taco Supremes. Start with Within a World.
in a world where I desire a number six combo. <laughs> you are the one. You are the only one who can make that happen. <laughs> you are the chosen one who must deliver the combo in 30 minutes or less. With extra sour cream. <laughs> oh, I need to do that all the time. All right. Written by Peter David. Pencils by Greg Land. Eeks by Jay Liston. Colors by Frank Darmada. Publication date. 8th of January, 2020. The Insidious Spider-Man. That's a good name. The Insidious Spider-Man. So last issue, things were crazy. Uh, Spider-Man ended up in a weird portal thing. And when he woke, uh, he was fighting. And when he woke up, he had the symbiote suit again, which was weird. And he was best buddies, apparently, with with uh, Craven, the hunter. They were team and he had the spider buggy back and he went to Doctor Strange to try to figure out what's going on and found out that Doctor the Sorcerer Supreme was now Hobgoblin. That did not work out well for him. No. Uh there's a fight at the end of it. Uh he was saved by Doctor Strange who is a bum on the street. This issue picks up with uh Spider-Man buying a burger for bum Doctor Strange. And Doctor Bum Doctor Strange is kind of explaining, which symbiote is this? I'm sure it's the Venom symbiote, but it's not apparently making him evil. I don't know. Alternate reality, they, have, they haven't gone that deep into it, Marhawken. It, it's the black suit, but it's not like making him think evil thoughts yet. Mm. Anywho. The symbiote lore got so weird in the books, I purposely don't know it. I learned it once. And then my brain went, you know, kind of dinged on tilt for a bit. And I decided that I could either keep that or Jar Jar Binks. And I kept Jar Jar Binks. Oh, wow. That'll tell you what I thought, because I don't remember it, of the symbiote lore and the whole alien and symbiote god stuff going on with all that. Just no, 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 bad Marvel. Anyway, so anyway, this... Doctor Strange talks about how he was Source Supreme and he's going good. The Sanctum Sanctorum has massive guards against any magic user. Right? Super huge, giant alarms, warnings, precursors, thought crime, anything. Right? If you use magic, it's aware of you. And if you get within a mile, it starts dinging. So, when some dude showed up with no magic or superpowers and was there to interview Doctor Strange for a, for a segment and it TV or Mag's favorite witch, but came to from the Daily Bugle to do a story. He just, you know, it's like, all right, cool. So they let him in. He had an appointment. He showed up a little early, but then he like ended up blowing dust in poor Wong's face, knocking him out. He knew exactly where to go and what the wards were and how to get around them to grab a very specific book that allows you to warp reality. Oh, there are hmm. definite side effects. I mean, this the dude touched the book. Of course, every warning in the world went off, and Doctor Strange ran, teleported there immediately, but he was too late. It was not long after that that an entire army uh, of mindless ones came from the negative zone and started stampeding through the place, forced him out, and then a spell got cast. Reality was altered, and that's where we're at now. But, so Spider-Man, of course, is like, well, if he can alter reality... Why do you and I still remember the other reality? Why is it like this? And he said, well, because whoever did it has beef with you and me. 
I don't know who it is, but they hate me and they hate you, and they want us to know what they did, and they want to punish us. They want to make us powerless, because I'm pretty dang near powerless. I got like a couple of magic trinkets on me. Dormammu wins, maybe. Maybe Mark Hawkman. You know, he's like, uh... oh my gosh, it's going to make a terrible reference. But remember the Winter Wizard and here comes Santa Claus, the old stop motion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's evil. He's all powerful. Then he becomes good. He has no power. He's like, all I have is some worthless trinkets in my pockets. Comes some stubs of magic candles. Yeah, basically, that's where Doctor Strange is at. Hmm. You know, he's the Winter Warlock once he's good. He has no power and he's a bum. But he's trying, but he's, but he's good. Anyway, so... They have like, all right, so we have to figure out who this is. Because Spider's like, oh, he made a mistake. Because we found each other. We can help each other out. We can take care of this guy, whoever's doing it. Doctor's like, right. But here's the thing. Whoever did this to me made me pretty unable to use magic. He didn't do that to you, so I need to teach you how to use magic. Spider's like, yeah, I don't think so. And that's, of course, he's like, I don't think so. But I'm going to go check in on a few things. And then maybe we'll talk. And I don't know. I'll see you. So he takes off to go talk, see Aunt May. He runs into Aunt May. He call, First he calls Aunt May because he's like, oh crap, this just happened, this just happened. I need to make sure she's alright. He's like, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. It's like, oh. It's like, that's like something your Uncle Ben would say. He's like, yeah, sorry. It's like, so why don't you come for lunch? Yeah, sure, why not? So he goes over there. And Uncle Ben answers the door. Of course. In this reality, Ben's alive, and May's alive, and they're happy, and everything's great. So he's just extremely happy. He's like, do I really want to change this reality? I mean, Uncle Ben's alive, May's alive, everyone's happy. My parents are still dead. That kind of sucks, but you know. I mean, Hobgoblin Sorcerer Supreme, but he's not, like, causing evil around the world, so... You know. And that's when Hobgoblin jumps into the house and starts attacking. Sure. So he's like, you idiot, I got a magic spell. The instant you pop back on the grid, I know exactly where you were, and I'm going to kill you. Uh, the fight breaks out. Uh, it, it is revealed to Aunt May and Uncle Ben that he is Spider-Man. Hobgoblin brings the house crashing down upon them and kills Aunt May. All right, here's where I have my big problem with the writing of this book. The writing, I thought, the last issue was really good. This one's pretty good, but I have one huge issue. Emmy dies, and Uncle Ben immediately says, this is your fault, and points at Spider-Man, who he knows is his nephew, who he's loved his whole life. He knows the dude jumped through the wall trying to attack him. He didn't knock over the house. He was trying to save them and told them to get out the entire time. But he's just saying, this is your fault? You did this? Lazy Spider-Man writing. Yeah, it's just, oh, you want to create a thing where Uncle Ben hates Spider-Man. That's really dumb. Really, really dumb. It's not shocking. It's just really dumb. And if you wanted to get there, you went very lazy. Very lazy to do it. You should at least have had Spider-Man cause the accident or something. And him not knowing that his nephew is Spider-Man. These things need to be there for his reaction to make any sense. Mm -hmm. So, I have an issue with that. Anyway. So, after that, Spider-Man is wigged out. He, fa he manages to get the hell away from Hobgoblin again. Manages to evade him. Finds Doctor Strange says, okay, let's learn some magic because I was wrong. 
And that's where it ends. Okay. The art's fantastic the whole book. No problems there. Uh, they knock it out of the park every panel. I love the setups. I love the framing. I love the color. I love the lines. Everything is great with the art. It matches the story incredibly well. The, art, the writing is generally pretty funny. It moves quickly. It's intelligent. Except for the Uncle Ben, Aunt May death thing. You could kill off Aunt May and make Uncle Ben mad at Spider-Man. I get it. But yeah, not but the not way it was done. But not if he already knows. He knows yeah, his nephew, he knows. and he knows the dude knocked down the house yeah. trying to kill his nephew. It's like, you didn't let him kill you! Why? Mm. How could you not know he'd pull a house down on us while you were telling us to run away the whole time? Uh, so, it has its issues, you know. Uh, I am intrigued as to the uh, like who the main villain is. I don't think it's Dormammu. But Dormammu does have kind of beef with both of them. But, you know... You know, you know what? You know what? You know what? It, it, they're going to mess it up, and it's going to be some no-name whatever that that they both happen to stumble across one time and, and foil his his robbing of a popsicle stand or something, something and yeah. he's been planning for 10 years this revenge. It's actually the... Uh... The guy is Crusher Creed, who Spider-Man beat in the wrestling match. There you go. There you go. Uh, Rissa yeah, has the... asked me the first time Peter said learn magic. He's had to do it once before. Yeah, he's had to learn it before in a what if, or there's been a few other things. He just got done with the War of the Realms, where he was surrounded by magic the whole time. I think he had to learn some magic. Anyway. So, well, at the end, he actually gets pulled out of, basically, he... Managed to dodge, like, the Crimson Band spell, so it hits Hobgoblin instead. So Hobgoblin says, you think I'm not prepared? And then he just causes a massive explosion, which blows up the house and kills May and almost kills Spidey. Uh, and uh, Black Cat, who is Natasha Romanoff, pulls him out of there. And that's how he gets out. And Uncle Ben blames Spider-Man, which doesn't make any sense. But hey, whatever. Um, or maybe, maybe it makes sense, because all this time... Peter Parker just remembers Uncle Ben being cool when the whole time he's actually been kind of a dick. And he just doesn't remember because he was really young. Possible. Maybe Uncle Ben's always been kind of a bit of vindictive dick who doesn't like him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> again, that'd be bad Spider-Man Again, that'd be bad okay. Spider-Man storytelling. Yeah. Imagine, a, imagine a what it, you know, but, oh, I've gone back in time. I keep Uncle Ben. They're like, wow, he was actually kind of a jerk. Uh, <laughs> that would change my... No, this Crimson Bands did not explode Raven Slayer. He was trapped in the Crimson Bands and used a different spell to just make a giant explosion, which blew off the bands so he could get out. And he ran away laughing after the giant explosion. Instead of checking for bodies or anything, well, it's Hobgoblin. He's not the brightest. So, yeah, the Crimson Bands don't explode. He may use a different spell. So, interesting writing. It was a fun book. I, like I said, I had one one big issue. It's a big stumbling yeah. block for me. Greg Land's art was great. Dalesons' inks were great. Victor Mata's colors were great. Peter David's writing was fun and sharp, except for the Uncle Ben thing. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying that. I have an issue with it. Yep. I understand. And it costed a star. Damn right, it costed a star. So, because it costed a star, I am only going to give three and a half. No, three. Three! Three. There this you go. really good, though. But... It, it really, really, really bad hit. I would give it a... Uh, if it wasn't for the Uncle Ben thing, I probably would give it a four. So yeah, three. Sidorak is a jerk, so you don't evoke his power if he doesn't want you to. That's true, Mar Hawkman. They've shown Sidorak is a jerk. 
Raiders is three. Raiders Lair is right. Three stars for Symbiote Spider-Man, Alien Reality number two. I want it. I went in with high expectations because last issue was really good. This issue almost met them. And then they did the Uncle Ben blamed Spider-Man thing. Really lazy. So mm. that cost you. I'm sure Peter David is sad now. He shouldn't be sad. He's good. But except for that. On Porpo's. I don't know what that's for. Anyway. So what did you think of the segment? What are your thoughts on Symbiote Spider-Man Alien Reality number two? I thought it was fun. It was neat. Do you think that that's a reasonable explanation? Like he's just so grief stricken? Maybe. I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, is there a comic book series you'd like to see me review? I'm very curious about that. So if you like these reviews, be sure to like and share this video with your comic book friends. It really, really helps the channel and your soul. I'm going to put that out there. Subscribe to Legion of Myth, anime, comics, games. Be a legionnaire. It is now time for the RNG, where Legion Myth talks about random things around the world. If you like random nerd content, be sure to subscribe. Ooh. Ooh yes. Subscribe, my darlings. You click on that red button, and then it, oh yeah, you feel different. <laughs> That kind of got dark, but okay. You don't like it? You don't like <laughs> it, you know you do. In the dark, everyone's beautiful, my friends. And oh, that, there it is. <laughs> and that beauty is shown Hello. in the RNG. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about drinking during gaming, invoking and imbibing, marauding and masticating. That didn't work. Masticating no, didn't is work chewing. That was bad. That was bad, yep. We are talking about, is it okay for Dungeons, Dragons, and drinking? drink during gaming? Yes. Yeah, to, to drink during uh, during gaming. You know, and I mean, uh, you're we're all adult. adults here now, right? right? If you're adults, and if you're 14, the answer is no. Yeah, fair enough. If you're 21, the answer is, you know, maybe. Well, let's, let's talk or, about that. Or, you know, younger in places where it's allowed in your, in your state or province. That's right. Fine. Or if you are an active duty member of the United States military. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I don't care how old you are. If you're if you're old yeah. enough to be out there strapping a rifle to go shoot at people in a foreign land or to die for your country, you're old enough to have a drink. Yeah. Yep. That's just freaking stupid. I'm not saying that there should be a special exemption for people who are active duty military to be allowed to drink. But I'm also saying there should be... A... Actually, I'm saying the drinking age should, shouldn't be 21. That's what I'm really saying. Right. Uh, or... Make the age of enlistment 21. There you go. You know, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to say this real fast. This is not a nerd topic, but I'm going to say this. They're talking about raising the smoking age to 21. But they want, so they also want to give 16-year-olds the right to vote. Okay, if you're not smart enough to be allowed to have cigarettes, why are you allowed to vote? That's more important. You know? Yeah. I'm just, that's yeah. freaking stupid. Kind of going the wrong way. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're not mature enough to make the decision of whether or not to have a drink or have a cigarette. But voting? Oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. 60, the, the most important thing you can do for your country? Right, it can be incredibly important. It's absolutely, voting age is 18. It currently is 18. They're talking about it being 16. And 18 is fine. But then again, you should also be allowed to drink and smoke. You should, yeah, because you know, you're a legal adult. That's right. You you're should be in charge to make of your adult own life. decisions. Yes. If you want to poison yourself and 
and uh, get get fat and die in a heart attack by That's age 45, right. it's your damn right to do so. Darn so. I'm not saying 18-year-olds make good decisions. It's a pretty valid fact. They're they allowed don't, to make But they're yeah, allowed. allowed. They're allowed if to they're not decisions. in charge of themselves. Uh, anyway, but drink it during the game. Something to talk about if you in charge of yourself. Yeah, during the game. That's right. So, all right, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. So, some people say, "Hey, no problem. It's no problem, babies." Sure. I mean, listen, listen. Uh, a, a lot a lot of players have trouble loosening up. You know, have have trouble have trouble actually role playing their character. Maybe with a drink or two in them, they will loosen up and they'll they'll start acting like Ragnarok the Destroyer that they've been just you know min maxing <laughs> min max playing this entire time. Whatever. Better say that should have been a gaming session. You wouldn't get much gaming in. <laughs> or or Drachnock the Sorcerer. That's right. <laughs> used to be allowed only for active personal under under. Briss says it used to be allowed for active personal on base under twenty one to drink. That's true. That used to be allowed. Not, not now me. it's unofficially allowed. Yeah, and yeah. Now it's you don't be do stupid. It. Yeah, don't be dumb with it. You're fine. And I give another ball first empty. Thanks, Valdar. Right. All right. Okay. Keep... So loosen up. That's one thing. People might stop being rules Nazis, being jerks about yes. every stupid. You can't take a five foot uh, step. Yes, uh... come on. It sounded cool. You have to roll a two d ten, not a not a not a three d six minus four. You, you can't do that. You cannot like, run come on. and slide between the dragon's legs in full plate armor. Oh come on. That yeah, sounds cool. They'll, yeah, they'll do more cool stuff. You know, like, that's great. You know, you know, and that's that's taking more chances to making the game more fun. You know, who who would do a slide stop spin? And jam a sword up a dragon's behind. Yeah. Sober. Nobody. Nobody would do that stone sober. Well, but it's damn cool. That's right. Sounds fun. There you go. Yeah. So characters will take more chances. It can make the game more fun. They're like, hey, I've got a strange idea. Let's try it. You might get some weird situations you never expected. Mm-hmm. Brandon says he used to do naughty things in the early 80s. <gasps> yeah, I've seen people, heard of people doing that. But yeah, you can have a good time, you know? So why why are you so serious all the time? It's just a game. Come on, people want to have fun, you know. And I like have a little drink, you know. Yeah. You know, I get one game. I want to have a little drinky drink, a little fun. So right now we have no problem with it. That's no problem. Well, no problem. Uh, but, unless it becomes a unless, big problem. There's always one pseudo alcoholic in the group. If everyone yeah, is I, able to drink, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, there, there's always one guy. Everyone's able to drink. 95% of the people are going to be able yeah, to like handle like one themselves. or two beers or maybe one shot or something. That's yeah, fine. fine. Blast of but wine. there's one guy who doesn't drink a lot, but when he does, he doesn't stop. Or or in this case, she doesn't doesn't stop. And then it turns into a giant cluster whatever. It tur- it turns bad. It yep. turns bad. Th- this person becomes either belligerent or so sloppy that 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 she just, you know, or just they just wrecks the decide that something it would be hilarious to go the exact opposite way that they've been going the entire time. Exactly, because it'd be super funny for the lulls. No, no, yeah. it's not for the lulls. And a, a lot of the OSR games that we play are a little too detail oriented to be super in the bag. You really can't. You aren't gonna be able to do the math. No, no, there's this math to be done. It's it's not like oh, it's all it's all like you know I I the the game master does all the roles and you do nothing except tell me what you're doing. No, it's not like that. You know, not, no. not all games are like that. So, yeah, you're gonna have trouble if you if you uh, drink too much, which someone's going to do. But as I said, the four hour mark, you were drinking beers and other during the time. Yeah, you know, uh, people have hundreds of hours involved in some of these characters, including backstories, pictures they've written up. All sorts of crazy things. They in a long campaign, they literally could have hundreds of hours playing that character, 
They yep. take it so, real seriously. They do, especially if someone else gets drunk and gets their character killed. Yep. Or thought it'd be funny to push their character off the cliff and they die. It's like, oh, I yep. thought you had to be a feather fall or something. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, it's not hilarious. Yeah. And that brings us to our last point. Increases the likelihood of a real-life fight by 147%. All statistics are true. Yeah. Well, I feel a asterisk on it. It's made it. Well, all statistics are made up, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Citation needed. But yeah, <laughs> that never happens to Bravesler, he says. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, also, people are getting a little belligerent. People are like, you know what? I'm tired of dealing with your crap. And yeah, A fight can break out very yeah. easily. Yeah, very uh, the, easily. The, the gaming group can be a very, very delicate balancing act between warring personalities. And you throw liquor in there, and the balancing act becomes, oh, my God, we forgot to put up a net, and we're all falling to our death. Especially if only one person is drinking, it can get oh, really yeah. uncomfortable real fast. Oh, one yeah. person, or if one person, you know, is you know getting high, it because of comfortable affairs, they're they like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah, we're trying to have a delicate negotiation with the Goblin Lord. I just freaking stab him. <laughs> uh, you know. There you go. So, it is it to great in that case. No. So. There are times where it can be kind of fun. Like if your game, let's say, is largely comedic in nature, or if you are just having a what they used to call a beer and pretzels game, which is largely hack and slash. It's pretty much you like throwing dice and say saying you killed all the orcs and laughing the whole time. You know what? Have some beer, some pretzels. That's fine. Everyone knows Great. what you're coming in for. They know the score. We did have the DM throw us in the back pocket of the tavern, of, aka a keyboard. Um, so if you're there, if that's what everyone's there for, that, then that's fine. Every, that, that's, that goes to no problem. Everyone knows what the deal is. Even if you're not personally going to have a drink or something that night, you know, it's a generally a, a lighthearted comedic game. You're just there to murder some monsters and have a good night. Yeah. Or, or you're going to play paranoia. That's fine. That's fine. You're all going to be dead that's and your, your characters yeah. are largely idiots anyway. Yes, yes. You you have to you have to role play an idiot, and it's easier to do that when you're drunk. Right. Okay. And that could fine. work. That's fine. That's not. Or you're playing a game like Tales from the Floating Vagabond, or mm -hmm. uh, or one of the other many many uh, came from the late 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 show, uh, Orkland. There's a whole bunch of them, where there's games are just really cut. Kobold's ate your baby. Kobold's ate my baby. Yeah. It's probably one of those yeah. silly games. That's fine. If you're trying to play a very serious like politically political intrigue world of darkness game. All right. Yeah, this that's, isn't going to work out. That's not going to work very well. Yeah. Also, cuz some people get real real emotional and they start taking things way too seriously. Yeah. Super butthurt. Yeah, they get super over little things. Family game night has a definite balance that half players hate game with parent rules. Yeah, got to be careful about that. Mar nice. So you have to know your group. You have to know what you're in for. If you're in for a serious game, leave it nope. on the side. I don't want to hear yep. I need to loosen up. No. If you need no, to loosen up every freaking game, you have a problem. Yep. If you've been coming to this game for two years and still need to loosen up, you should be loose around these people by now. Mm -hmm. You don't have a need to loosen up. You have you have a need to drink. And that, you know. Or maybe you have a real stressful job, so one day we, you can actually relax and have a drink. Usually just one is fine. That's fine. If someone wants to have one glass of wine in a gaming session, I'm not going to complain at them. You know? 
I've never seen someone start acting crazy from one glass of wine. No. No. But if they're like, you know, double fisting beers and taking them off with their eyes and shit, and then, yeah, then that's going to get strange. Yeah, if they're on their fifth beer and they're starting, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, bud. Now is not the time for that. Yep. So, unless, like I said, beer and pretzels game, usually they can be down for that. But know, know where you're at, as always. Know what's appropriate. Sometimes these are RPGs, which are games, are very serious business. I've been in some very serious business games. I've also been in some very, you know, you know, hitting, hitting people with rubber chickens type games, you know. So it all depends how it is. And the same campaign can swing. You know, you never know. You might be in a lighthearted area than a dark area. But in general, you know. So overall, overall. Overall, I don't recommend it. For for most most of the time, I don't recommend it. I can't. No, I, I actually would agree. For it, as a general rule, I yeah. would say do not bring booze to a game. Especially if like it's a new game, you don't know the people very well. If you know the people, it's a new game, don't start bringing the booze. Mm-hmm. Until you get an idea of what the campaign is going to be. Yeah. Even then, if you are... Do not to excess like maybe one drink, you know. If it's the one night a week, you can relax and hang out with your friends, you know. All right, maybe have a beer. That's fine. If you're an adult, you can make your own decisions. But in general, if there's one guy at the table drinking, it ruins the game for everyone. That's yep. generally my experience. There it is. Now, before you advance the slide, um, if you want to unpresent and present again, uh, I fixed it. But if you don't, then crack on. If I do what? If you unpresent and present, the slides will be fine. Oh my gosh. You don't have to, though. But then it'll be weird. It will be weird. All right, I'm going to do it. Okay. Ah, I broke it. There you go. Everyone's mad at us now. All right. They've seen the wizard behind the curtain. Oh, they've seen the sausage being made. It's all bad. Brandon said it went from heavy... Do it to death political campaign and then it swung in the other direction by the summer. Yeah, I've seen games like that. That's fine. I've run That's games fine. like that where it starts super serious and then a couple things happen and next thing you know, it's comedy for the next three months. Just because you didn't intend for something to be comedy. That's just how it worked out. Just how it worked out. Like I was running a game once where they ended up having to fight giant frogs over and over again. Just on the giant random frogs, giant frogs. It was on the random encounter chart. It's like first okay. or second edition, and it was just in the happened world. to come up all the time. I kept rolling giant frogs, oh, and the oh. thing is, when they finally got out of the swamps, they were like in the mountains, and they had to fight giant frogs. It was on the freaking table. All right, and then everyone just started dying. Life, like, why are we being followed by these frogs? So the joke became the frogs were literally following them. And it wasn't because the frogs wanted to kill them. The joke became the frogs actually loved them. Because <laughs> you kept rolling them all the time. So you yeah, so the frogs in. just appa- yeah, yeah. apparently turned out they were blessed by the frog god. And that's what the campaign turned into. Them trying to remove the blessing of the frog god from the party. So frogs would stop. You know, Freshius turns into, you know what? Fine, we're going all in. We're going all in. No matter where you go, there are frogs. You go to the inn, like, no one can sleep because there's too many frogs everywhere. So... Frog in the Mist of the Counter. Yeah, just, it was giant frogs. I think one time it was some sort of toad, but it's just, it was always frogs. 
So that's the campaign turned into. Yeah, it's in the mountain table. Uh, it's in the Wilderness Adventures book. Giant frogs. Might be toads. But you know, they're kind of similar. Yeah. So yeah, that's what happened with that. So, but yeah, if a game could definitely start serious and go comedy. Just, I don't really use random encounter tables anymore. I don't think Fifth really has them. Anyway. So yeah, what do you think of this? Thing? What are your thoughts on drinking on the game? Are you for it or against it? Uh, have you seen different things happening? Uh, is there a nerd topic you'd like us to discuss? Something, some gaming topic or a little subset you are curious what we think about it? If you like these random things, be sure to like and share this video with fellow nerds. Remember, sharing is caring. It's true. Love, love, love. Share, share, share. Heathen Ugh. Dog and Garth on show. Yay! <laughs> If you like these random states, like, share this video. Subscribe, please, with for anime, comic, and game news, reviews, and information. Be a legionnaire. Moderation is key, says Heathen Dog. He uh, says Mar Hawkman. Heathen Dog never says that. I never say that. But Mar Hawkman. Mo right. Moderation is for losers. <laughs> I'll give you. Zeher. $20, I could finish this fifth before 2 a.m. Gluck, 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 gluck. Fifth? Ha! <laughs> I go to big box stores for my liquor, baby. <laughs> um, I get gallons. I've heard that Costco has some decent liquors. I've heard that. They do. Uh, Costco and Sam's Club both have their own brand uh, signature for Costco and members mark for... Uh, for uh, uh, Sam's Club, and they're both really good. I've heard that. However, here in Virginia, they're not allowed to sell it. Oh, why? Because Virginia... Uh, how can I... They still have blue laws. It's basically... Well, it's not like Texas, you couldn't... They couldn't sell beer on Sundays. That, that was annoying as hell. Oh. But the... Uh, all alcohol sales are done through the government. Sure. That's always works great yeah so it's done and every time that they, someone puts out an idea of like the government won't run it like oddly enough the union says how dangerous it is for public health if the government isn't regulating alcohol sales and it always falls through you know the people who work there you know whose jobs depend on it anyway so anyway I think we're just taking our break for snacks using hiding frozen pizza yeah yeah I'm old now I don't do that anymore Remember, next time, the 18th of January, 2020, Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogs, we'll have Dungeon Crawl Classics characters. Oh, I forgot to do this live. What kind of do you want to see? What do you want to post? Post on Discord. Hurry, the wizard is winning! Stop the wizard! Yeah, stop the wizard. Seriously, seriously, people. The wizard is the worst character in that game, in my opinion. The worst. You might think it's be funny to torture him with it, but it's not going to be a good character. Okay, now listen to me this way. How bad is the wizard, Heath the Dog? Have you ever met a second-level suicide bomber? No. No. <laughs> to get their level, they had to succeed. That's right. You never met one. That's a wizard in this game. He's a suicide bomber. He's going to go off, and it's going to be bad. Braves is for the thief. You got to vote. Post on you Discord. You got to vote. You got to go to Discord and vote. And Garthon's Tonic Bowl mentioned a couple books you think I want to review. Let me know, because we're going to talk about Batman. Always Batman. Well, there's always something to talk about. All right, here we go. Tom King sucks. He sucks so bad they took off Batman, but he still was. They still had an agreement to write Batman, so they made a new series just for him to write Batman. And it, but it's not the mainline series, so no one has feels like they have to read it because it's the mainline series. Yeah. 
and it sucks. Yes. RNG. We don't have an idea, but it's going to be good because we have ideas. Uh, I've already floated the idea of maybe talking about a couple games that we're interested in coming out in 2020. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll talk about nerd fashion. Or maybe we'll ask Heathen Dog who his favorite cosplayer is. Ooh, saucy. How many times did Batman and Murder pretended he didn't? I'm sure the number's quite high. Razor is muted mm. Garthon. That's interesting. Why? Because Tom King's terrible? Because he is. He's very terrible. He's the worst. So. I don't have any wish any will towards him. I just don't want to write him Batman. So. Any Rage Unlimited next week. It's a sci-fi first shooter with most of positive reviews. Should be good. So everyone, check that out. And join us next week. And don't forget streaming schedule. Legion with Primes. Twitch.tv slash Legion Myth. Heathen Dog. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. It's seven days to die. Teaming up with My Fault and Sheris. So that is going to be good. You should be there for that because it'll be fun. Monday, 8 p.m. Don't forget... The voting is happening in Discord in the in That's the right. Seven Days to Die forum. That's right. Go there. Vote with emojis for what you want it to be. Thursday, 8:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Empyrean Galactic Survival with Garthon and Heathendal. Team it up against the universe. We're ahead. We'll see how long that lasts. Where's <laughs> uh, this nerd rage that reminded me of Tom King? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. That explains it. Saturday, 8 p.m. Anime, comics, games, deletion with live stream with Garthon and Heathen. Boom. Sunday, 9 p.m. Lunar, Silver, Star, Story. PlayStation 1 with Garthon. That is growing. Be there for that. And on the Deuce. Deletion with two. Max Liao, Wednesday and Friday, 12 noon. Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, Blind Playthroughs for Fun, Noro, Thursday 11 a.m., Portal Lights with Max Leo. That's on the Deuce, Legion with two. Next is Giveaway, Alien Rage. Look at that. They're both mad. Everyone's mad. Everyone's angry here. We're all Someone's shouting. Someone's going to die. I Robot told. dinosaur. That's right. Everyone's very angry at each other. It's all Alien Rage, and they must die. New team up stream. He's like a friend. He's a new team up game. Mondays. So go to twitch.tv slash Leash the Myth because they want to play that. Go to Discord. Go to the 7 Days to Die chat channel. He's like bad sounds. Good. Let them know what's going on. Let's find out. Let's know which game you want. See the Dead by Daylight. Don't start together. Deep Rock Galactic or Looter Kings. Gen Con 2020 is coming. Join us there. Badge registration, 26th January 2020 at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Activity sign of 17 May 2020. Best four days of gaming starts through July 2020. Join the Legion of Myth there, my friends. Twitch, YouTube, social media. Slash Legion of Myth. Legion of Myth Prime, the primary channel of anime, comics, games, live stream. Heathen Dogs, Tima, Scarthouch, Retro Games. Be there for that. Legion of Myth 2, The Deuce. This is our second channel. Backslash to the JRPG and Noro's variety streams. On YouTube, youtube.com slash Legion of Myth. Individual Legion of Myth. Weekly segments, highlighted video game streams, recorded tabletop RPG videos, unboxings, excited things like that. On Twitter, at Legion Myth, tweet us, we'll tweet you, video and live stream announcements, giveaway updates. And on Discord, chat with us, be the first to know things, because we do chat there, it's fun. Shroud the Avatar fans, Elgarian now streams on Community Avatar. 
Remember, get our gear. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love with your Legion of Myth gear. Thank you to all of our Patreons and Twitch supporters. Gary M. Brian H. Sheriff, thank you so much. Top and cheers, Zon. Thank you, Zon. Good seeing you today. We really do appreciate it. Jamie Jen. Sean Paxner, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Gift subs, top is on. Thank you so much, Zon and Sean Butts. Thanks to Jensen, we appreciate you guys too. Thank you. It's your continued support that helps us keep going. There's Sean Nomad, I don't know. There's Sean Butts, I've seen him before. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well, live it nerdy, and be a legionnaire.